And so, Psalm 150, Ben read for us just a moment ago, is going to be our key passage for today. There we go. Psalm 150. Now, understand, we are going to be flipping to a lot of verses in the Psalms. So, if you feel comfortable, you can flip along with me. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can write the verses down and look them up later. I, I can guarantee to you that they are from the Bible, and what I say will be what's written in there, but you can check that as well. If you don't feel comfortable even trying to write them down, you can talk to me later, and I can give you a copy of my note sheet after I turn it into a format that someone else could understand. <laughs> because if you just read my notes, you would be confused, and I will try to not be confused about it. What it is praise. Now, a lot of times in our modern culture, modern Christian culture, when we talk about praising God, we usually think of one specific thing. And what does it mean to praise? To sing. Now, do we praise God by singing? Absolutely. But that is not the only way we praise. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Praise itself, when you praise someone, you're usually saying nice things about them, right? They've done a good job, you're praising them for something. Or they did something for you and you're thanking them. And so when we talk about praising God, we're talking about speaking highly of him because of things he has done, either for us or to us. And so that spirit of commending and thankfulness is what praise really is. So let's start off with the easy questions. First off, who should praise God? Everyone. Everyone should praise the Lord. I've been in the sound booth. I don't know why I'm freaking out about it. Everyone should praise God. Psalm 150, verse 6, the last verse in there that Ben read. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So here's the test. You can ask yourself, should I praise God? Everyone go ahead and breathe in and breathe out. If you did that, you are supposed to praise God. That's the standard. That is the criteria. If you have breath, praise the Lord. But it goes even beyond that. Psalm 33, verse 8 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Stand in awe. Now, we talked about one way that you praise God is by singing. You can praise God by standing. Now, that should sound pretty easy. Because I've seen most of you do it. You can indeed stand. But we stand up when we are in awe of someone, to give reverence to someone. Who is supposed to do it? All the inhabitants of the earth. Now, does everyone praise God nowadays? No. That should be a pretty simple. However, there is coming a day that according to Philippians, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, don't flip there because we are going to be mostly in Psalms, Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, 
and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is coming a day where everyone will praise God. They will bow in reverence to him. That day is coming. And why would that day be coming? Why would that happen? Because God deserves it. So next question. Why? Why should we praise God? Now, if I ask this as a non-rhetorical question, how many of you can come up with at least one reason to praise God? All right. We've got all kinds of stuff, and we're going to see how many of them I list. I only have 12 listed. Understand that these 12 do not encompass everything, so don't think that Tim is saying these are the only reasons to praise God. But here are some reasons that we should praise God according to the Scripture. I'll flip over to Psalm 147. So it's just a few before. Psalm 147, verse 1. We should praise God because it's good to praise God. Psalm 147, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. We should praise God because it's a good thing to praise God. Now, that seems to make sense to us, right? It's a good thing to praise God because God is deserving of our praise. Flip back over to Psalm 150. We should also praise God because of his mighty acts and his excellent greatness. Psalm 150, verse 2. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Has God done mighty things? Oh, absolutely. We can look back to stories of old in the Old Testament where God does these amazing things. Parting a sea so that people can walk across on dry land. Not just walk across, but it being dry. Stopping the sun in the sky. These are mighty acts. Does God still do mighty acts today? Absolutely. Because according to my nature, according to the things that I have done, I deserve to go to hell. But God himself provided a way to save my soul. God does mighty things. He is great. Flip over to Psalm 138. Psalm 138, verse 5. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. We should praise God because he is glorious. When we talk about his glory, it is immeasurable. When we see in the scriptures people encountering God in his glory, it is not something that they can handle as a person. When Moses wants to see God in his glory, God says, "Um, I'm going to hide you over here and you can see my coattails as they go by, essentially. Because you cannot handle the glory of the Lord. At the Mount of Transfiguration, the apostles fall down on their face, seeing the glory of Jesus Christ, the Son. 
We should praise God because he is glorious. Flip over to Psalm 145. For all of you that needed to get your finger exercises today, I'm helping you all out. Don't worry. (laughs) Psalm 145, verse 3. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. We should praise God because of his greatness. He is a great God. He is so great that we can't even think about all the ways that he is great. His greatness is great. It is unsearchable. Don't flip over here, but Daniel chapter 2, verse 20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. We should praise God for his wisdom and might. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer this honestly. Is God wiser than you? All right. Is God mightier than you? Yes. God in his wisdom and his might is worthy of our praise because it is greater than ours. But see, this isn't like if we came up here and we decided we're going to have a trivia contest and we're going to ask people a bunch of questions. We're going to see who's the smartest person in this room. The difference between that person and someone in the nursery is a smaller difference than the smartest person and God. If we decided for our next linger longer, we're going to stack all the chairs and see how many chairs we can stack up and have someone lift and take somewhere. God can lift them all. God's might is amazing. It surpasses understanding. His wisdom goes beyond what we can understand. That's how wise it is. Flip over to Psalm 107. Psalm 107, verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We should praise God because of his goodness. Have you seen God's goodness in your life? We have seen that on a personal level. That God does amazing things for us personally. We read through the scripture things like, God so loved the world. And a lot of times we don't connect that to us personally because, you know, God loved the world. That's like saying, I love America, so I must love everything about America, right? But God doesn't just love the world. God loves the world as in individually. He loves each person in the world. And so the things that God does for me are different than things God does for you because the things that are better for me are not the same things necessarily that are better for you. God gives to us personally. God meets our needs personally. He is good to us. Flip over to Psalm 89. Psalm 89, verse 1. We should praise God for his faithfulness. Psalm 89, verse 1. 
I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. God is faithful. Has God ever let you down? Now, it's interesting. If you go out and ask people in the world today, outside of Christian circles, they will say all kinds of ways that God has let the world down. Not understanding that it's not God that let the world down. It's people. You can read through Scripture, and there are times that God says he will do something. And what happens? He does it. God is faithful. This isn't just something that we sing about and praise on Sunday morning. This is something to be passed down from generation to generation. We read about it in the Old Testament, about how this is something that you're supposed to teach to your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. And by then, have your children teach it to those other ones after them. This is something to be passed down. God is faithful, and he will do what he says. Flip farther back to Psalm 18, verse 46. We should praise God for his salvation. Psalm 18:46. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. No matter how hard I try, I cannot save myself. There is nothing I can do personally and by myself to keep myself out of hell. Not just that, there's nothing I can do personally, to keep any of you out either. Salvation comes through one person, through Jesus Christ, through a plan set forth by God himself, that there is a way of salvation. And when God saves, God saves to the utmost, as it's described in Scripture. He doesn't just save you a little bit, you know, I'm going to kind of keep you safe for now, but later you're on your own because you should be better by then. God saves entirely. God's salvation is complete. There's nothing wanting from it. In the end, after I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, there is nothing else that has to come in later that I have to do after that point. God is worthy of our praise because of his salvation that he gives to us. We talked about this a little earlier. 1 Kings 8.56. Don't flip there again. Just... Every time I say a psalm, we'll stay in psalms. Um, we should praise God because he fulfills his promises. 1 Kings 8.56 Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant. When God makes a promise, you know he's going to fulfill it. But see, God doesn't fulfill promises the way that people have a tendency to do. Because I can make a promise to you that I'm going to do something, but if I don't attach a date to it, who knows when I'll actually do it. God doesn't attach loopholes to his promises. God doesn't have a way out of his promises. 
that he builds in just so he can not do what he said in case he forgets to do it. God fulfills his promises word by word. He said there's not even one thing, one little bit of the thing that God has promised that he hasn't fulfilled. Start flipping over to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, oh sorry, verses 1 through 3. We should praise God because he forgives sin, his forgiveness. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. When I come to God for forgiveness, there is nothing he does not forgive. When God forgives, he forgives to the utmost. So we should praise God because he forgives. Revelation 4.11. We should praise God because he is worthy. Revelation 4.11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. The ultimate reason we should praise God is because he deserves to be praised. It is something inherently deserving to him. And now, just because, knowing my son, and how every Mother's Day, when we ask him, what is he thankful for his mother? He always say that she feeds him. Psalm 136, 25. God feeds us. Psalm 136, verse 25. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. So when you sit down and you pray before your meal and you are thanking God for it, thank God for it honestly. It's not just a ritual to go through, a bunch of words just to blurt out. But when you thank God for your food, thank him for it. Truly thankful, thank him for it. So these are just some reasons why we should praise God. Are there more reasons we should praise God? Yes, we could go on and on. And for the sake of time, we're not going to. But there's many more reasons to praise God. For one, he made us. So without him, there's no us. There's a whole theological thing to go on there. God deserves our praise. He is the one that is worthy of our praise. However, in our daily life, we have a tendency to praise other people more than we praise God. So, when and where should we praise God? All right, well, I'm going to give you some biblical examples of when we should praise God. Uh, Start flipping over to Psalm 22. I'm going to read some other verses before we get there. One of the places God says we should praise him is among the believers. When we are among fellow believers, we should praise the Lord together. Hebrews 2.12 says, 
saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. When we are gathered together, we should be praising God. 2 Chronicles 29, 28. And all the congregation worshipped, and the singer sang, and the trumpeters sounded. And all this continued until the burnt offering was finished. Psalm 22, verse 22. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. When we are gathered together, we should be praising God together. Now let's think about this from a practical aspect. Why would we praise God when we are together as believers? It strengthens us. Why else? It enhances our belief. It is something that strengthens us. It brings us closer together. When you're among believers, it makes them happy. When we're among believers, we all understand what we're singing about, what we're talking about. When we're praising God, we're all praising God together. It is something we do unified as part of the body of Christ. According to James chapter 5, we should praise God in the good times. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. If you're happy, praise the Lord for it. According to Scripture, we're also supposed to praise God in the bad times. Now we're going to look at three specific examples. The first one is from 2 Samuel chapter 12. Now in 2 Samuel chapter 12 starts off with King David sitting on his throne, and then the prophet comes and visits him. And he tells him a little story about a guy with some sheep. So this guy had one sheep, and then this ruler had a bunch of sheep. And the ruler wanted, took the other guy's sheep to feed his own guests instead of using one of his own. And how does King David react to this news? He is outraged. He is vehemently against this. Who could do this? Tell me this guy and I'll make him pay back everything. And what does the prophet say to him? Thou art the man. Talking about his sin with Bathsheba. And so the prophet brings God's judgment and tells him that baby she is pregnant with is going to die. And so David goes into this state of mourning. And then finally they come in to tell him, Sir, the baby has died. 2 Samuel 12, verse 20. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came to the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. David has been sitting in there praying to the Lord to spare this child, and God did not do it. And the baby has now passed away. This is not a happy time for David. But as soon as he is told what has happened, he gets up, changes his clothes, goes into the house of the Lord, and he worships God. Even after his son has died. In the book of Job, there's a man named 
Job. And he was a very rich man. He has this huge amount of livestock. Like, it is a ridiculously large amount of livestock. Of camels, oxen, donkeys, sheep. He's got it all, and he's got a whole bunch of all of them. He's also got seven sons and three daughters. And in the course of roughly 15 minutes, he's informed every one of his animals have been taken away or killed. All of the servants except one in each situation have died or been taken away. And also told about the death of his ten children, all in one incident. Job chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is a man who literally lost everything. If you know the story, it's okay. He's got his wife with him. That'll help. He's lost everything. And his reaction is first sorrow. He rips his clothes. He shaves his head. I mean, that's not something we typically do. If you get really sorry, sad about something, you just suddenly rip your clothes nowadays and shave your head off and throw some dirt on it. But he starts mourning and worshiping the Lord. And he's got this attitude that he expresses in verse 21. The Lord gave all of this to me, and the Lord took it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is staggering to think of any of us having that reaction in that situation. But that's the reaction Job has. He sits down and he worships the Lord. And he praises his God. In Acts chapter 16, pastor preached about this recently, Paul and Silas are in Philippi and they end up, through their preaching and through their miracles and the things they've done, irritating the wrong people who then take them and throw them into prison unjustly. And they're thrown into prison, shackled to the wall. Very unpleasant circumstances. <clears throat> Acts 16.25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. It is midnight, and they are praising the Lord. They are in prison. They are in... these. This isn't like a modern prison. This wasn't kept clean, even. There weren't... This whole idea about human rights didn't exist back then. You were a prisoner. You had no rights. And they are in their cells at midnight praising God. And they're not just sitting there saying, praise The prisoners hear them. They're not keeping their praise to God to themselves. They are praising the Lord in this circumstance. Now, knowing the rest of the story, God then sends an earthquake, the doors pop open, and they have the opportunity to minister to the jailer there and his entire family through this. You see, we're supposed to praise God 
when things are going good and when things are going bad. Now, we just listed 12 different reasons why we should praise God. When I'm in a good place, when things are going well, is God worthy of my praise? When I'm in a bad place and things are going badly, did anything change with God? No. God didn't become less wise, less mighty. He didn't become less worthy. He didn't stop fulfilling his promises. No matter what circumstance I am in, that does not change God. And so we are supposed to worship God in the good times and the bad times. We are also supposed to praise God in the day. Psalm 71, verse 8. Go ahead and flip there real quick. We are supposed to praise God during the day. Not just during the day, but all the day. Psalm 71, verse 8. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. All day long, we are supposed to be praising the Lord. Now, if you look at your life honestly, would you say that your life is a constant, daily praise to the Lord? No, none of us would say that. We can think of all kinds of times that we've messed up, and that's just this morning. But they're talking about this state of us being constantly praising the Lord. Start flipping over to Psalm 63. So we're supposed to praise God all day. We're also supposed to praise God at night. Psalm 63, verse 6. When I remember thee upon my bed, I meditate on thee in the night watches. Psalm 149, verse 5. Don't turn there, but it's the same type of thing. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. We're supposed to praise God during the day and during the night. Now, if you are married, if at about 11 o'clock at night, you start belting out some praise songs, you're probably going to get smacked. That's not necessarily what it's talking about. And we're going to talk about the different ways that we praise God in a few minutes. But to summarize it, according to Ephesians 5.20, we are supposed to praise God always. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks when? Always. There is no point in our lives we are supposed to stop praising God. The other reason we know that is because we go back to our criteria from the very beginning. Who is supposed to praise God? Everybody. All right, everyone go ahead and breathe in again. And breathe back out. All right, you're supposed to praise God. And hopefully by now you're starting breathing again. Guess what you're supposed to do now? You're supposed to praise God. It isn't just that God is deserving of praise. God is deserving constant praise. To the point that we know there's going to be a day that we are in heaven and we're going to spend eternity praising the Lord. So when and where are we supposed to praise God? Everywhere, all the time. 
So then the big question, how do we praise God? Now again, for purposes of time, we are not going to cover every single way to praise God. I'm going to go through five specific ways that we can praise God. So start flipping over to Psalm 98. Psalm 98. Now earlier we talked about when it comes to praising God, and it's talking about praising God in modern culture, what do we always think of first? What is the first thing that comes to mind when you talk to someone, another Christian about praising God? Singing. A lot of times specifically what's termed praise music. So Psalm 98, starting in verse 4. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Notice the singing part comes after making a joyful noise, making a loud noise, all of this other stuff. So we praise God through music. It is important to understand we can praise God through music without ever singing anything. When Kathy came up and played the special earlier, how many people were singing? Well, some of you might have been like, uh, yeah, I'm on to you now. <laughs> but did that praise God? I would say yes, most definitely. The singing praises is kind of attached to the end of the discussion about this. That's not the emphasis when it comes to the music. Continuing on, sing unto the Lord with a harp, with a harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound of coronet, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. We are supposed to worship God through music. And the primary way to do that is by singing. We sing praises to the Lord. Today, during our service, we've sung all kinds of hymns and praise songs to the Lord. Songs that focused on praising God. Pastor texted me earlier this week and said, we're trying to pick the songs for this week, for Sunday. What is your sermon about so I can make sure we pick the appropriate songs? I told him, this is going to seem really weird as the way I'm going to phrase this, but we need to sing songs that praise God. <laughs> and he said, okay, I think we can find some. So, we sing praises to the Lord. We sing songs that lift him up. We sing songs that commend him. We sing songs that talk about all those reasons why we're praising him. As a reminder to us all. Flip over to Psalm 96, verse 3. We also praise God with words. So the way that I speak, the way that I talk, is supposed to praise the Lord. Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. We're supposed to say it. Psalm 96, verse 3, Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonder among all the people. We are supposed to talk about how great God is. This is something we're supposed to share, not just amongst fellow Christians. We're also disposed, supposed to. We're also supposed to share this and say this among the heathen. People that are not saved still need to hear about how great God is. 
One of the ways we do that is through witnessing. By telling people about the wonderful thing that Jesus Christ did on the cross. Dying in my place. Taking my sin and providing me a way of salvation when he didn't have to do it. But he loved me so much and he loves every single person so much that he did that. But see, we are supposed to share amongst people when God blesses us. When God does something good in your life that isn't just salvation, we're still supposed to share the fact that God did that. When God brings healing into a situation, we're supposed to praise God for that amongst the heathen. Share the fact that God brought this. When you have a need, and out of nowhere, it gets met. We need to praise God for that and tell other people, God did this. Many of you were here years ago when I got sick. Uh, I, my pancreas decided it didn't like me anymore, and so I got really sick. In the course of six months, I spent 34 days in the hospital. I was out of work for a long portion of it because I couldn't go to work. I went to work for a half day and came home and I'd take a nap. I sit at a desk all day, so don't think like I have some big strenuous job or something. Through that situation, God used the people of church, this church, to meet our needs. To come alongside and help us out when we were in a financially dire strait. So God used God's people. But not just that. People from my work also provided for our needs. People that are not Christian, that do not worship the Lord, they took up a collection and they bought supplies to help meet our needs. And so it is important to make sure that in those situations like that, that we explain to them, it is amazing how God used you to do this. We are supposed to praise God to the heathen as well. Share the fact that God does amazing things for us. Who we're talking to doesn't matter. God's praise should always be on our lips. We also praise God with our offerings. Matthew 6.21 says, "For For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The thing that you value the most is going to be shown by your checkbook. The way we spend our money shows what we value. And so when we value God, we give. We meet needs. We take care of each other, and we give to the local assembly, to church. We're able to do... It is amazing. Benjamin's report earlier, talking about these missionaries we have out on the field. Some of these we've supported for decades. And it's through people giving, not just here, but in other assemblies as well, in churches, giving money to be able to support them, for them to go out and reach people that we'll never even know. We honor God and worship him through our giving. We also worship God through serving others. Matthew 25, 40. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the le- one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. 
God cares about the way we treat people. The way we treat people, God says, the way we treat them is the same way as if we treated God the same way. Have you ever been mean to someone? Sometimes not even meaning to be mean, but you just end up coming across that way. Treated someone or ignored them. And God is saying, the way you treat people applies the same way across. We're supposed to treat people in a loving way. God says that matters. Treat people well. Romans 12.1 says that we are supposed to be a living sacrifice. I love the wording in it, too. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. He says you're supposed to give of yourself. Give yourself to God as a living sacrifice. Not one that is killed upon the altar like they had to they did in the Old Testament, where there had to be a blood sacrifice. But we're supposed to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Why? It's your reasonable service. He says, it just makes sense. Has God done amazing things for you? Yes. God has done amazing things for all of us. And he said, if we take that to the next step, God deserves us. God deserves our all. God deserves us giving of ourselves, our time, our money, our energy. It only makes sense. It's only reasonable. Now, these are just some of the ways that we can praise God. There's many other ways we can praise God. And mostly because we do want to get out of here at some point today. I didn't cover all of them. But see, the important part is as we go our separate ways, we need to understand We don't just praise God Sunday mornings at church. And we're not supposed to just praise God on Sunday mornings at church. If you want a great example of one of the psalms written in praise to God, read Psalm 92. You can write that down. We're not going to read it today. Psalm 92. It just starts off. It covers like all the same exact formatting I just went through and everything. Psalm 92. Singing praises to God, reasoning behind it, and then talking about it even more. We are supposed to praise God. And praising God is not just singing. It isn't just music. That is part of it. It is an important part of it. But there's so many other ways that we praise the Lord. So I'm going to ask these song folks to come on up. We're going to sing the song, Thou Art Worthy, uh, hymn 100. We read the verse that goes with it just a little while ago, so it works out really well. So we're going to sing Psalm 100. And as we sing... Think about the fact that God is indeed worthy. And that is why we sing these songs to him. So, let's sing.